Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. Ephesians 4, verse 23. And we've been talking about, uh, do you have a personal relationship? Well, um, what's the name? What is the title of it? How personal. How personal is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And so we've been unfolding a few things here, and we're going to do so again today. Uh, but if you look at uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And let's just start with verse 20, and then we're going to jump into another scripture here real soon. But I want to launch from this particular scripture. It says, but you have not so learned Christ. That's important for you to understand that, that that, that piece right there. It it is a learning process, learned Christ. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So when we talk about the spirit of our mind, we're not talking about our brain. We're talking about something the more significant relative to uh, making us who Christ wants us to be than just matter. We're talking about a a, a spiritual component, the the mind, the soul here. Uh, He says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And I I would submit to you that possibly the spirit of our mind is that revelation that we have. And I would even go on to say that the spirit of the mind could very well be our unconscious man, that part of us that, that we do unconsciously. There's some things that we do unconsciously. That's how we know that, that it's there, that, that we're getting, that, that we, we've grasped it or even the, the negative things. You know, sometimes you can just be mad at someone and not even know exactly why you're mad. You can be bitter and angry and upset and self-conscious or self-pity or lacking self-worth. Every time you're in a certain setting, nothing triggers it except for the fact that you're in a particular setting and that setting, you conform to it subconsciously. You know, sometimes when we get a little subconscious, maybe we fold our hands and maybe we twiddle our fingers out of a sense of insecurity, just unconsciously. Maybe we don't even know we're doing it. And so I, I would say to us that quite possibly the, 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 the spirit of our mind is the developed part of our mind that has entered into a place called unconsciousness. Unconsciously do things. We unconsciously um, um, have these feelings. Like sometimes a person can look at you, and if you are unconsciously feel like you're not uh, up to par or you're not smart, you can, they can look at you and you think they're saying you're dumb. They didn't even say a word. But just the look itself, just the look, because unconsciously we feel like we're dumb. Maybe we struggled in high school. Maybe we had some, an incident with a person uh, in school that uh, maybe a teacher or, or someone or, or some bullies made us feel a certain way. And unconsciously, anytime we're in that place or space, we, 
immediately rises up in a, a sense of, or you're not smart. So I believe that that's a part of, of, of what God wants to change. Now let me ask you a question. Um, how many of you uh, would like to, if you could, change your mind with someone else? Meaning, meaning someone, uh, let's say how many of you would, would pay to have like a piece of Bill Gates' mind? Let's be honest. It was his mind that made him millions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So, so no one wants to have a piece of his mind? Thank you for your honesty. The, the kids are honest. There, there, there's something that made him a billionaire. He has an, an intelligent mind. I have not watched the, 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 I think there's a series on him right now talking about his mind. But there's something about him that caused him to develop that. That doesn't mean that other areas of his life are, are right or we want that aspect of his mind. But there's a part of his mind that is, that is quite significant. Well, let me ask you another question along those lines. How many of you would like to unremember some things that have happened in your life? Would like to, to get rid of some things that, that you just, man, I just wish that had never happened. And I, I want to get rid of that. A especially if it has damaged you in a certain way and has caused certain choices that you have now made in your life because of that thing that has, has caused the damage in your life. Now, hear me out on this. God is so wonderful. God is so wonderful that, that he made our brain to grow and develop and to renew and to change. Isn't that good? I mean, that he made us in a way that we don't have to be stuck or fixed in any particular area of our lives. That things can actually change. Because wouldn't it be so, it would be like doom day to think that I'm stuck right here for the rest of my life, that I can never go beyond this. Maybe you've been abused in your life, sexually abused, mentally, emotionally abused, and, 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 and it's just, it's there, man. It's like, ugh, and I get in certain situations, and I just, uh, and I just can't stand this kind of person, or don't want to be around them, or I always feel dirty, and I feel guilty. Wouldn't it be horrible to have to stay there for the rest of your life? That that is your reality for the rest of your life? That that never will change? That, that I always feel dirty? I always feel guilty? Isn't it good to know that we don't have to stay there? I'm going to show it to you. We don't have to remain in that place. That God created us in so wonderful. And the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have the capacity to change anything about our soul realm that we don't like. But it will take some work. If you feel like you're stuck in a particular area, like I just can't seem to shake this. Like every time I get around a lot of people, I feel like I'm being smothered. Like I'm being choked. Like everybody's looking at me. Or these words may come in. They think they're better than me. No, you don't think good about yourself. Therefore, you don't think other people are thinking good about you. 
but you can change that. That you don't have to walk into every room and go in that room and feel like they're looking at me. They think they're better than me. Well, how, who, who, did someone walk up to you and say, I think I'm better than you? Huh? Where's the voice coming from? No one in my whole entire life has ever come up to George Logan and said, I think I'm better than you. Now, have I heard some voices in my head sometimes? You better believe it. But I'm so glad to know that we don't have to stay there. No matter what your experience have been, you know, some people had horrible experiences in school. Elementary school, high school, horrible, horrible experiences. And those experiences have taken them all the way through the rest of their lives. Some of them will not go back to their high school because of the experiences they had while in high school that are still there, that they still feel guilty about, that they still feel like they're just a piece of nothing. But I'm here to tell you, God has the answer. God has the answer. Amen? Now listen to this. Let's go to some more scriptures here. Go to 2 Corinthians. Or 1 Corinthians, excuse me. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Yeah, yeah, maybe. What did I tell you to turn? It's actually 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 6. Now listen to this. this. This just turned me on when I read this. Now, so, so it says, the last scripture we read said, be renewed in the what? The spirit of your mind. And I believe that is the, 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 the revelation, which I would say is that thing that becomes unconscious to us. That we just do it. We just feel it. We have, it has emotions. It has feelings. It has all those things. In verse 6 it says this. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. If we stop right there, then we, would, we could make a case that we could not know the will of God. If we just read that part, and many people have, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for man, for those who love him. Except there is a caveat. And the caveat is right after that. Listen to this. He says, but, but God has revealed. But God has revealed. What has he revealed? He's revealed them to who? Us. What has he revealed? 
He's revealed his will. He says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. What are the things he's revealed? The things that God has prepared for those who love him. What has he revealed? The things that God has prepared for those who love him. What has he revealed? He's revealed to us the things that God has prepared for us. He says, but God has revealed them to us by, through his spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, that, that for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Now, this is so powerful. I want you to understand this. I, I asked you immediately, how many of you would want uh, Bill Gates' mind? And some of you said yes, some of you said no. Some of you said we're afraid to say yes or no. But listen to what he's saying to us in this one. He says, I has not heard, nor has man, uh, nor not I, whatever. But then it says, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. He says, no man knows the, the, the spirit of a man, ex oh, no man knows the heart of a man except the spirit of a man. And then he says to us, he says, but the spirit of God searches the deep things of God. And he reveals them to us. Now, I want to I share about four things with you and then look at another passage and then we'll be done. Number one, look at the implications of this. Implications of what we just read. Hear me out very well. The implications of knowing that God has revealed it to us and that God has given to us his spirit. Now, John 1 says this. In the beginning was the word of God and the word was with God and the word was God. And then in verse 12, I think it says something like, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the word, the thought, the intent, the will of God was in God's word. It was Jesus when he walked upon the earth. Now, Jesus says something else in, in, later on in John. He says that, um, and we, we actually started this teaching out with this, that, that the spirit of God, that God will send us another, uh, uh, a, 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 another or he would send us the spirit, uh, and it would be just like the spirit of God. It would be just like Christ. And so, if Jesus was the thought, the intent, the will of God, right? That's what he says. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The thought, the intent, the will of God was with God. And when we saw him on the earth, that was him. So when he sent his son back to us, you guys follow me on this. When he sent his son back to us, guess what? He, he sent us the thought, the intent, and his will. That's who he sent. That's who lives in us right now. His thoughts, his intents, his will Christ lives on the inside of us. So, few implications of that. God has literally revealed to us his mind. God has revealed to us his mind. God has given us his mind. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. You know... If, if, if Bill Gates gave you his mind, he's giving you the patent to his life. He's telling you, this is how I did it. 
This is how I made millions upon millions of dollars. This is how my mind worked. And if we got his mind on that, then we would be as it were, except for our physical body, we would be just like him in the earth. We may not look like him, but physically, but we would think and act and operate and make choices just like he would. Am I right? Amen. So that's why the, the enemy is so, so wants to sow into our minds because he knows if I can affect your thinking, I can also affect your choices. If I can get into your thinking, I can affect your choices, and your choices are going to lead to actions, and your actions are going to lead to your destiny, your circumstances, your character. Same it is. God has revealed. That's why he says, learn me. Learn about me because I want to affect your choices. I want to help you to make right choices. Because if I can get you to make right choices, then your outcomes will be so very different. The reason we have outcomes in our life that we don't like is because we made some wrong choices. That's why we can never, ever blame other people for where we are in life. It was our choice. We made the choice. God made us free, moral agents. We decided, no matter how many influences we had, no matter what kind of damage we went through, whether we went through abuse, ultimately, we make the decision. And so we are responsible for changing it. And God has given us in our brain, when our brain has been of influence, then our brain will change. It will actually change the very matter of our brain through the word of God when we get the revelation. And it affects how we make our decisions from that day forward. He says, I've given you my mind. Wouldn't it be terrible to have the mind of Christ and leave it on the shelf somewhere? Leave it on the bookshelf somewhere? Leave it on the coffee table somewhere? Leave it for someone else to come and pick up and take off? We got the mind of Christ and we do nothing with it. We just let it ride. And we get upset with people. And we get mad with people. And we get upset about where we are in our lives. And we try to blame it on everyone else. You are where you are because of your choices. Not anyone else's choices. Don't blame someone else. Don't blame the government. Don't blame President Trump. Don't blame the white folk, the black. Don't blame anyone. It's your responsibility. Your reactions. Your choices. And if you make a wrong choice and you keep making wrong choices, you're going to damage your brain forever until you hear the word of God. That's what repentance means. Repent, turn, and start thinking differently about the situation. But I'm glad about that. I'm glad, about, I'm glad that nobody else is in charge of my destiny but George Logan. I can get up in the morning. I can read the word of God for myself. I can meditate upon it. I can get it down in my spirit. I can work on it and work on it and work on it until I see my choices change. If I don't like something, though, about the way I'm making a decision, then I just go back and I start the renewal process. I begin to work it and work it and work it and work it until that inner man gets a revelation, that inner, that, 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 the renewing of the inner man, and I get a, con I start, and then all of a sudden one day I just, just kick without even knowing I kicked. Spoke without even knowing I spoke. Made a right choice without even knowing I made a right choice. 
I was talking to, uh, to Eric one day, and I, you know I got to throw a little golf in there, right? But I'm thinking too much right now, but I'm, I got to do that. I got to think about what I'm doing until I don't have to think about what I'm doing. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I'm going to try. And, I, and, I, and then the light, the light came on to me the other day. Eric, Eric's been telling me this for a long time. And, 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 and Gary, and he said, golf is a game of opposites. I didn't know what they were talking about, really. I just nodded my head. Yeah, okay. Mm, golf is a game of opposites. Mm, yeah. And then the, the guy we were playing with the other day, and nothing against uh, Eric and anyone else who said it. It just that was the time for me to kind of get it. Just like y'all sometimes. I've been preaching and preaching for 25 years. One person come in one time, says what I've been saying for 25 years, and you say, oh, amen. You did. What were you? <laughs> but that's how revelation happens. So, 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 you know, I was, can I just share a little bit of golf with you right quick? So I didn't realize it, but they were, they were telling me I wasn't square. So I, I squared up. And I didn't realize I wasn't, and I'm doing all of these, and I'm going home, and I'm doing drills, and, 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 and I still wasn't getting it right because I, I didn't realize that actually I was going in this direction instead of being square, and my balls were going out like this way. So he said, you know, game, ball, it's a game of opposites. So if you want your ball to go this, that way, then you need to turn so that, you, that you're going in that direction, right? And then the ball will cut that way. See, I thought I would, if I turn that way, the ball is going to go that way. No, it was going back the other way. And if you turn more that way, then it goes this way. But I had to renew my mind. I'm, I'm renewing my mind. And then, then, then um, Eric gave me great hope the other day. I mean, he don't know how he blessed me. He said, you know, you're really not that far off. <laughs> He said, you're really not that far off, you know. Because, you know, it was, you know, it's a fun, golf is a funny thing. You just got to go out there. It's a, it's a funny thing. You, you can feel like you, you, you're getting ahead, and, and sometimes you feel like you, you're going backwards 10 miles. He said, you're not that far off. He says, one day you're going to be out there, and it's just going gonna, gonna to be there. Boy, I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> I am so waiting for that day. I said I'll have to say this. I've got to get to a place where it's subconscious and not consciously going through my mind. That, the, that my mind in that area has been renewed. Now, a few more things here. Um, Y'all can tell what I've been doing, right? <laughs> Number two, we have the potential and the opportunity to know how God feels about everything concerning us personally and concerning our gifting. We have the potential to know how God thinks about everything that we do in our lives. Isn't that good to know? One of the, the things I say is, I have the mind of Christ. The Spirit of God dwells in me and teaches me all things and guides me into all truth. We have the ability to know how God thinks about everything as it pertains to our individual life. Now, you got to make it in our assignment. Now, here's what you need to know. As it pertains to our individual life, God knows best. He knows what, how to do our life for us if we will lean on him to do it. But, but 
as far as our assignment and our gifting, he may say something different to me than he's saying to you relative to our gifting. Y'all understand what I'm saying? In other words, in that particular area, he's only giving you a piece of his mind because you don't need to know everything. That's why some of us get frustrated with what other people are doing because you can't understand it based upon what he's given you. Just play your drum and let somebody else play their trumpet and let someone else play the clarinet and let someone else, and then we'll be all right. We'll make a sound. Don't worry about what others are doing. You worry about what you are doing and then leave everything else to God. Amen? Well, how come they're not doing that? That ain't your assignment. It's their assignment. And God has given them a piece of his mind for their assignment. But as it pertains to our individual life, he knows how to make it all right. He's going to give us all the same mind if we'll just receive it. He'll tell all of us how to be a good husband, be a good wife, be a good father, take care of your body, eat the right things, you know, take care of the people around you. All of that is, is common to everyone. We just have to renew our minds in that area. All right? Got to show you some things. He'll, he'll tell you when you have his mind, he'll say, shut up. Don't say another word. Be quiet. Or you need to go and address that. In, in, listen to me. God will have you reading people's mind. You don't, you don't, you, you, you don't believe me? Listen to this. If I can find it. If I can't find it, then uh, we'll move on. But li listen to this. Look at Mark chapter 2. You guys are kind of getting me off subject. But Jesus walks around and, and he just, listen to this. This is going to be out of the Amplified Bible. But we'll, we'll, we'll read it out of the New King James just for the sake of Mark chapter 2 and verse 6. Listen. Some of the scri scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they had reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Listen, how many of you, see, sometimes we just don't follow the nudging. Listen to me. Sometimes our perceiver, because we have the mind of Christ, the, the Spirit of God will say, you know, the reason when they're thinking this right now, address it right now. I do that sometimes when I'm ministering. I'll say something and I just, I perceive the mind, the, in, the, 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 in, the, the, the inner mind that, that go, mm-mm. And I'm like, well, I need to address that. How, how come? Because, because we, can, we can acquiesce to our environment. What I mean, we, we, can, we can get into the flow of the environment that we're in. And understand, that's why when Jesus walked around, he was like, hmm, these rascals don't believe me. 
even if they didn't say anything. He picked up on it. Number two, number three. God is completely and totally transparent with us. God is completely and totally transparent with us. And he just tells us all about himself. He reveals everything about himself to us. And he's not afraid to do so. He's completely, totally transparent. He just tells us everything. Now, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 real quick. Are you all getting anything out of this? Have you ever been in a room or in a house or entered in someone's house and you just kind of knew something wasn't right? Like something ain't right here. I don't know, but something's not right. That's the Spirit of God. Now, listen to me. Sometimes, you know, even in the course of service, there can be strife at the doorway and it'll come into the house. You can feel it, man. It's like, I don't know who's been, I don't know who's upset with who, but somebody's upset. Some, something's going on. Something ain't right. It's just, uh, it's just something just ain't right. Something ain't right. That's why the Bible tells us to always seek to be in harmony with one another, get in peace with one another because of our entanglement together. We, we got to get things right. First Corinthians chapter 2, what? Verse 6. And we're going to move on down here. And let's look at the bottom part of this. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, verse 12, but the spirit of, uh, the spirit of him is <laughs> the spirit who is, is from God, that we might know the things that are, have been freely given to us by God. These things also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Listen, we have the mind of Christ. I tell my kids, they ain't figured it out yet. I tell them all the time, I know, I know stuff. I don't have to go out there with you. I don't have to go, I don't need to be, I know stuff. I know stuff. Because I have the mind of Christ. <laughs> I got a spy. I got somebody watching. I got somebody watching. Listen, now here's the, here's the kicker here. Listen to read this, and, and you got to get it. If you read it enough times, you'll get it. For who has the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Who has the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now, if we go back up here, it says, but the natural man, or, or but verse 13, these things 
we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Now we go back down here. It says, for who has the known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? I submit to you this morning. The mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit. I said the mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of the Holy Spirit who searches all things, even the deep things of God. And if we say that God is all-knowing, that God knows all things, that God is omnipresent, that's why God, through the Holy Spirit, can help us in our inability to know how to pray as we ought. That's why everybody ought to want to pray in, in the Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows all things and He can give voice to our words because He does know all things. The mind of Christ, God wants to intervene in a situation, but He can't until someone can voice it. So He gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can think, the Holy Spirit can think through us, and he can pray through us, and he can accomplish God's will for us, through us. The, my, I, the mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit. So it's one thing to say, I got the mind of Christ, but the only way you really have the mind of Christ is that you have the Holy Spirit, and you talk to the Holy Spirit, and you listen to the Holy Spirit, and you're led by the Holy Spirit, and you understand the movements of the Holy Spirit, and the persuasions of the Holy Spirit. You listen to Him by His Word. How is He going to speak to you most often? 90% of the time, He's going to speak to you through the Word of God. So you don't have the mind of Christ if you don't have the Holy Spirit, and if you're not reading the Word of God. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit will give you the mind of Christ, and when you start Start getting the mind of Christ into your mind. There's something called neuroplasticity. I had to say that for Gina. She thinks she all bad yesterday and last Sunday. She wanted to give. I give you a word too. <laughs> neuroplasticity. Listen to this. Listen to this right here. Listen to this. This is why we have hope today, people. This is why you and I don't have to remain the same. If you stay where you are, it's because you chose to stay where you are. Listen to this. Neuroplasticity. Listen to this. The ability of the brain to form and recognize synaptic connections, especially in response to learning or experience or following inquiry. Neuroplasticity offers real hope to everyone from stroke victims to dyslexics. In other words, you don't have to. Your brain is not fixed. It moves. It changes. It reshapes. <laughs> oh. That's good news because when you got damaged through abuse, when you got damaged in your first grade classroom and everybody looked at you because you couldn't sound out the words and you thought you were dumb and those things sealed up and they got hardened and they got cemented and guess what? You came along, the word of God came along and it began to change the way you began to think about yourself. There's a man I know named uh, Dr. Dr. Willie Dye and Willie Dye we used to travel and, and do uh, prison ministry together. Willie Dye couldn't read all the way through high school. He graduated from high school, still could not read. And he probably had a dyslexic issue. I don't know. But he probably just, but in his mind, he could not read it. He just couldn't. Then one day, he got hold of the Word of God. And God began to renew his mind. He began to renew his mind and caused him to think differently about a whole lot of different stuff. 
really died now is a doctor two or three times over. He went back and he began to read and read and consumed everything because his neuroplasticity was changed. It was reformed. And now he travels all over the world. He's a doctor Willie die simply because he allowed the word of God to renew his mind, to begin to think that you can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. You don't have to tolerate what you thought was the norm. This is the way it is. Nobody in my family has ever done anything great. We've never gone anywhere. We've always been stuck over here. No one's ever done. No, 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 no. No, you're not stuck. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. You may need to grow. You may make a need to, the Word of God. Yes, you do. To get it in your mind. Where would we be today? Where would you be today if it were not for the Word of God? You don't have to be stuck. To live in the past is to be dead. To live in the past, when you allow abuse and neglect and abandonment and, and all those other things, to, to, you are living every day like you were 20 years, like it was 20 years ago. Don't you know we have advanced now? We have cell phones. And you're still living in the past. There's a person, and we'll close with this, there's a person that we've come in contact with in our lives and, and has, had, has had an impact on our family. Uh, and in, ultimately in a positive way. And, and this individual had suffered many things as a youth. Uh, once in, when they were nine years old and another uh, time at age 18 had suffered some major tragedy in their lives. And, and this person had had a lot of success in their lives. I don't want to give the person's uh, name out because I don't want to, I just don't want to do that. Um, but he's, this person had had a lot of success, a lot of, had done a lot of things that were, 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 were be deemed very uh, successful at his particular trade. Well, this person was one of the meanest, meanest, ungodly, cussing. Anything would just kind of throw them off, and they would just kind of go into, like, orbit quickly, fighting and upset and mad and cussing and all kinds of stuff. I mean, even to the point of publicly uh, uh, disgracing their, their spouse because of, of this, this thing that would rise up in them. And I actually witnessed it myself on a few occasions. And, and, and once I found out the person's story, I began to realize that in the one particular area, this person always went back to nine years old. And emotionally, that person was undeveloped. It was like a nine-year-old person who lost something very valuable and didn't know how to handle it. And so would act out with anger and be upset and mad and, and hurt people around them. Like, like one person said, one person said, um, that person is a bad, bad person. That person is a bad, bad person. And it's simply because they hadn't been renewed in the spirit of their mind. The spirit of their mind. And so if there's some things that trigger you and you go back to 10 years old, start ratting and raving around the house and throwing and fussing and cussing and moving and or you cope with your coping mechanism might be some type of it might be pornography or it might be smoking or drinking and you might light up every now and then yeah. 
God has given us but one way to cope, and that is through his word. Every time we miss it, every time we make a wrong decision relative to uh, a, 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 a negative impression, negative, then we damage our brains even more. I'm going to leave you with one illustration and we'll be, we'll be done. Okay, can y'all handle it? It's a little warm in here, isn't it? No? It's comfortable? All right, so, so I need all the young men. One, two, three. Three, three. Is he awake? He is now. Three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine. You want to be a part of it? Saron? Saroni? You can be the you can be the very you can be the beginning of it. Come on, Saron. Uh, come on, Lou. Uh, let's see. You two, come here. Twi- um, Deanna and, and Skylar, come here. All right, and I need you. Come on, Harry, 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 All right, stand right there, Cerrone. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, uh, um, Johnny, stand right, stand right in, in directly in front of Cerrone. Right, yeah, like, yeah, like that, okay? Yes, right there. So, so Cerrone is supposed to go to Johnny. Okay, not yet. Now, these are all, all Cerrones right here. It's Cerrone number one, Cerrone number two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Okay? So Cerrone here, Cerrone number one, comes out. Cerrone makes a bad decision. She makes a bad choice. So her direction is supposed to be there, but she makes a bad decision. And she doesn't get her mind renewed in that area, so... She makes another decision, and guess what? It's off too. And then she makes another decision, and guess what? It's kind of slightly off too. And then she makes another decision. You know, she's, she's now 15 years old, and she's still making choices based upon the first choice. But the first choice was influenced by something that a teacher said to her in school. And it hurt her feelings real bad. And she just couldn't shake it. I mean, it really hurt. And I know that's not Sarone, because she, she, that's not her. But, but, but in school, some, some, somebody said something to her, and it just crushed her. It hurt her. It broke her. It just, and then all the other decisions after that are being influenced by that one decision. That choice, that choice, that choice. Another choice. Another choice. And then another choice. Listen, you want to know how you got where you are today in your life? For many of us, it's because one hurt created one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah? Yeah, eight hurts. And those eight hurts got us way over here. Way over here. But guess what? It's not over for Sharon. Guess what? Sharon got hold to the word of God and she began to renew her mind. And, and that hurt 
that took place when she was five, six years old, she began to renew her mind in the spirit of her mind. And she began to, to change. And her choices began to change. And all about her began to change. And she began to change and, 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 and change. And, and look now. She now is meeting her target goal because of the renewing of her mind, her choices, her decision-making is so very different now. Now she's on target. You see, our damages cause us to miss the mark. That's called sin. We miss the mark because our minds are damaged. But when we get our renewed mind, we start hitting the mark every time. Are y'all with me? We start hitting it, man. We start hitting it every time. Say, hit it, Saron. Hit it, Saron. That's all right, Saron. You can't just say, hit it, Saron. Thank you. All right, thank you all. Appreciate you. Give him a big round of applause. So now, now I, I said all that to say this. Had she had to stay with that, then the trajectory of her life would always be messed up. That's why we have to get the word out there. No one just begins their life in addiction. They begin to make choices that lead them to a destiny of addiction. But if we can start renewing the mind and get the word of God in us, all of those wrongs, the beauty of it, they can be made right. The Bible says he came to make every crooked place straight. I'm so glad. How many of you glad about it? Oh, I'm so glad about it. So glad about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you glad you're not an alcoholic today because God came into your life? How many of you are glad that you're not sleeping in and out of 10,000, you know, different relationships because Jesus came into your life? Amen? How many of you are glad that you're not going from job to job to job, can't keep a job because Jesus has come into your life? Amen. We're the better today. We're hitting the mark today. Amen. We may not be hitting it all at one time, but we know that we're in process. One day we're going to hit that ball straight. But we just got to give ourselves a little time. Amen. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.